Hi guys. Let's see how let's give it a minute for people to sign in. I had an issue with the video a second ago, so here we go. More people are coming on. Well, welcome to today's Q&A, after hours Q&A. If you missed the show earlier with Kevin and I, make sure you go back and have a listen. We talked about digestion and where last week we took, we really talked about how the digestive system works and how it functions in a natural way. Today we talked about dysfunction and what happens when digestion is interrupted and from every step of the, the way. So if you didn't have a chance to listen, make sure you do. Let's see here. Hi, Angie. All right. Got a few people in here now. So I think it's safe to go ahead. There's Kevin joining us. I think it's safe to go ahead and talk a little more about supporting digestion because we talked about the dysfunction, how digestion is a north to south process and we need to be in a rest and digest state in order for it to go right. And if we mess up the process as early as in our brain, then it affects every other step down the whole cascade of digestion. So I have a question already. Jack asks, is a stroke a dietary issue? And Kevin is already jumping right in to respond. And yes, I would say a stroke diets absolutely contributes to, you know, a stroke or any kind of other heart or brain or blood clotting situation. So yes, I'm interested, interested to see where Kevin starts with this, but absolutely. Um, we want to make sure that we're eating a good, healthy diet. Um, Kevin says, that most of the time it absolutely, your diet absolutely contributes. But yeah, there, um, you know, we talk about, you know, the health of our arteries and heart disease and blood clotting and, and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it all depends. Um, I think strokes and blood clotting in general have been quite the topic over the past couple of years with COVID. Um, and actually Kevin jumped in to say that the vaccine has been known to cause strokes. Um, so I guess the first question, Jack, um, maybe you can fill us in a little bit more on um, some more details of what's going on and we can see if we can't kind of figure out if we can help you answer some more detailed questions about it. Um, I don't know if you suffered from the stroke or someone that you know, but give us a little more detail and we can, uh, we can, you know, go ahead and answer some, some more questions. So, oh, it was before the vaccine. All right. Was it before contracting COVID? Because I know that um, blood clots as well 
have been found to occur in people that were not vaccinated, but also contract just contracted COVID. And that seemed to be the only thing that really changed in their life. I actually have a couple friends of mine who, um, who have um, blood clotting issues now that they had COVID and they were not vaccinated. Kevin says, yes, years of diet was likely the root cause. Hi, Joseph. The pee shot. I feel like someone asked that last week. Um, I'm not familiar with the pee shot. I'm going to write it down, though, because that is something that I am now very curious about. So give me just a second to write it down so I can remember to look up, look that up. But I feel like someone asked that last week. Oh yeah, Kevin said he hasn't gotten time to research it either. But I did write it down, so I will be sure to research that for next week. Absolutely. Um, maybe Kevin can even, um, we can, he and I can talk about it on the show next week. So I will look into that. So platelet-rich plasma. And what what do you what do you um what is the P shot for? So I understand it's platelet-rich plasma. What were like? How did this come about? How did this come up? I'm just curious, Joseph. So back to digestion, real quick. Um, well we get some more details on some of these questions, but um, so for digestion, some recommendations to help supporting it. Um, as we know, you know, we did discuss that the brain um, is where digestion starts. So making sure you're in a rest and digest state, and there are different ways to do that. Um, wanna make sure we're sitting down while we eat. We wanna take maybe five, three to five long deep breaths is another way to kind of slow things down. Um, also a gratitude practice, whether that's um, saying grace or a quick meditation right before you eat are great ways to really click into that, uh, that state where we can digest our food better. Um, savoring the flavor of the food. So, you know, enjoying the flavors, anticipating the flavors even, um, and then also imagine digesting your food. So how do you wanna, how would you like the process to actually go? So from the brain and the nervous system, then it the, the digestive process then goes to the mouth where it's a chemical and mechanical process. Uh, so maybe we wanna make sure we're chewing our food um, depending on what you're eating anywhere from 15 to 20 times seems excessive but if you're eating a really gristly you know bite of meat then the more chewing the better um, you also want to make sure that it's your food is more of the consistency of let's say um, a thick smoothie before you swallow it down if you can i know this is hard to do i have confessed as well as kevin that we are not the best at chewing our food but um, just keep it in mind, you know, the more you think about it, the more chance you'll, you'll have of, of actually doing it. Another thing also um, to eat more things that are bitter in flavor to help stimulate the digestive tract and get the, the digestive juices flowing. 
further down this, the, the digestive tract. Um, Kevin says that visualization is very powerful and that he used it a lot in sports coaching. Actually, I recall practicing visualization when I was much younger as a gymnast. That was actually the first time I ever did that. We would sit there and we would visualize the entire routine before we even touched any of the apparatus. I thought it was a waste of time when I was a kid, but um, I think now you can't really claim that because there's plenty of research behind it. Let's see. Benjamin, hi. He asked if there's any information on vitamin K2 needles on infants when they're born. What are your thoughts? So because I do not have my own children yet, um, I don't, I haven't really gone down the rabbit hole for the different shots and mandatory vaccines and whatnot that are needed for babies. Um, I do know that there is a lot of controversy about it. And K2 is one of those shots that they do provide in the hospital before the baby even leaves after being born. That I do know. Um, I think, however, and this is just my personal opinion, that if you're getting, if the mother is getting plenty of K2 in her diet, then I don't see why there would be a need for, uh, you know, having it injected into the infant. Um, that's something I can look further into. Uh, if you'd like some more information, there is a really great book that Sally Fallon wrote. And she wrote, give me just a second here. Um, Sally Fallon, uh, children nutrition. Let's try. She wrote a book, um, nourishing traditions, which is a wonderful book for, um, just traditional foods and how to cook them properly for proper nutrient absorption and proper digestion. That book is highly recommended. Um, she also followed that book up with another one called the nourishing traditions book of baby and child care she dives really deep i just um wrote it down in here for you in this feed she dives really deep into different um vaccines and what's going on in terms of um early basically prenatal nutrition and then what is needed and her recommendations on infants um and beyond so I would look into that for any K2 information because I'm sure she has plenty of it there. All right, moving along. Trenton, if you have your gallbladder removed, is there anything you can do to help with fat digestion and reduce the load on the liver other than beta plus or bile salts? My brother's having issues with the keto diet. Um, so in terms of supporting your liver and gallbladder after having your gallbladder removed, your best bet is going to be supplements that, you know, that include bile salts. Um, that's going to be 
So essentially, as we know, the function of the gallbladder, um, we discussed it today, a little bit today, but more last week. So we're, the liver is creating the bile. When you have your gallbladder removed, um, that bile that your liver is creating no longer has a place to, to, to stay and to, to be housed. So basically, the gallbladder is essentially, I kind of think of like a balloon, like a small balloon. Um, and so that's where all of your, your bile is being stored. So when it's removed, you're still producing bile. It's just coming out in a slow, slow drip as opposed to the functionality of having a gallbladder where it's being stored in the gallbladder. And when you eat foods that are high in fats or have any fats whatsoever, um, it triggers your gallbladder to secrete that bile. So it's in a more concentrated form and you have enough of it to actually do what it does. So when we take bile salts and other forms of enzymes that, that help break down fats, it's, it's doing essentially what the gallbladder would be doing. Um, you know, you know, has he, I, I would, I would ask your brother to sign up for a, a discovery call so we can go over what's going on exactly for him. Um, I would be curious to know how long he's been taking the, you know, the beta plus and if he is, you know, seeing any benefits whatsoever, um, how many he's taking and all of that. So that's a conversation that, that we would have with him directly to see, you know, if there's anything else that we could do, but essentially he should be seeing a big difference when he takes these bile salts. All right, Jack. So Jack says he was set up for a discovery call a week ago and decided that after listening to the show, there are too many issues that have overwhelmed me for now. Jack, don't be overwhelmed. Just, just, you know, go ahead and get the discovery call done. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. We have to start as practitioners. We start somewhere. So we will start with the foundations. There's that's why there are foundations because, and that we don't move forward with anything else until we have seen progress with the foundations. There's a reason that there are things that we start working on first before we, um, we jump, you know, to other things. So, I'm sorry you're feeling overwhelmed, but please rest assured that, at, you know, in the discovery call, we'll take our time. We'll discuss it. There's no harm. It's a free call. It's only 10 minutes. So if you do feel overwhelmed, you can hang up at, you know, at any point, I'm not going to force you to stay on the phone. And like I said, we start with the basics, with the most foundational, you know, parts of, of this process. So we talk about food. We talk about digestion and we work from there because like we've said many times, we can't even begin to address the other issues until we have addressed those. So that's where we start. So fear not and just go ahead and jump on the call. I promise it doesn't hurt. All right. Um, 
I did the Nutri-Q Monday, upper GI scored high at 14. Would digestion jumpstart kit be recommended? Um, it depends, Kenneth. Uh, I'd like to see everything that's going on. So I don't wanna just know where you are with your upper GI, I wanna see where you are with everything. So where the, you know, the digestive jumpstart kit would address multiple things. Um, I would, I'd prefer if you sign up for the discovery so we can see exactly where you are. Um, the digestive jumpstart kit is a great place to start for sure, but it's better if we really looked at, we break digestion, digestion down into four um, kind of sections. And if you listen to yesterday's after hours or today's after hours and last week's, you'll really understand why we break it down into so many sections. Um, so ideally, I'd like to see where you are within those four sections so we can see where to really start. So sign up for a discovery call. That's going to be my recommendation. Let's see. So we have Gurmeet asking what the reason for sensitive eyes and headaches and sun Kevin mentioned last week on the show. He wants to know the, uh, he wants us to dive deeper into it. I forgot Kevin did mention that. Let's see, what did Kevin say? I don't know if he's jumped in on that. So I can't recall the specifics on the sensitive eyes. I know Kevin that you, I think you said that it, that it was a symptom that you were experiencing. And I think you were holding off on saying what it um, typically is, um, you know, telling us uh, from a signs and symptoms perspective. So I can't recall um, about the sensitive eyes in the sun. So jump in on that if you, uh, if you can recall what that is, or if you prefer to have, to have everyone uh, do a discovery to find out where they stand <laughs> and we can go over it then. Let's see. Kevin jumps in and says, always address digestion as a whole and treat the system from north to south. And I agree to help improve fat digestion. You should always start improving the entire digestive process from start to finish. All right. So this is going back to the question about your keto brother who is having issues with fat digestion. And I absolutely agree with Kevin here. I would have him sign up for a discovery call so we can see what exactly is going on. So the specific symptoms, um, if certain foods are triggering it, there's a lot to really consider when, when we're talking about digestion, especially when you have something like the gallbladder removed, something that's impairing digestion. So have them sign up for the, the discovery. I'd love to work with them. <laughs> Jack, it doesn't matter how many issues you have. We still have to start with digestion. So let's do it. Jump on the call with us. Kevin says, the beauty of the process is that I will determine which one of the 10 major issues you should work on first. That one step alone leads to much better outcome. So you really don't need to feel overwhelmed. And I agree. The overall, I, let me feel overwhelmed. Uh, 
I promise I'm able to break it down into a pretty simple process and for you to understand where we can work on one thing at a time. So even if you have 10 issues, I'm not going to recommend 10 different things on the discovery call for you to fix all of those, you know, to, to address all of those things. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the most basic foundational. And then once you feel like you got a handle on that, then I will recommend that you sign up for a one-on-one. -on -one. And then when we sit down for the one-on-one, -on -one, then we'll dive way deeper into things. So hopefully, from the discovery call, you'll leave there with a plan of action, which is going to focus on one portion of your many issues. And then from there, when you work with me one on one, either we'll start where we left off or we'll we may have to circle back and readdress that. And then you'll find that once you start addressing these foundational things, a lot of the other things will disappear. It's crazy how that happens, but it happens a lot. It happens more times than not. So sign up for it. <laughs> Kevin said he can't recall exactly what it was with the sensitivity to the light. So I, I have the book here. I could probably look it up, but it'll take me too long and it'll be too quiet. So um, we'll have to follow up on that. I'm going to write it down as well. Um, sensitive to lights. And we'll have to, we'll have to reveal what the, what that relates to on a future date. All right. I have a friend. She has a pain from ovarian cysts. Is there anything in your store to help with that naturally? Donnie. All right. So if she has an ovarian cyst, is this, um, I'm curious to know if this is like PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. If it is, there are a lot of ways to address it naturally. There's not, I wouldn't say that there's anything in the store that she could take to fix it. It's not, that's not how it works, unfortunately. Um, what you do have to address, what she will have to address is, is fundamentally diet first. PCOS is typically, um, it typically is a result of um, sugar handling control, not having a grip on, on handling your sugars properly is where it kind of starts. So uh, I can recommend a book. There is, I want to say her name is Nicole Hardeman. Um, let me take a quick little look here. I want to say, all right, Woman Code is the name of the book. And, oh, it's Elisa Viti. But Woman Code is the name of the book. And it talks about diet. Um, how to kind of regulate things um, from a hormonal perspective for women. Um, so Woman Code is the name of the book. I highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure she dives pretty deep into PCOS. And if there is pain from a cyst, I would assume it's a PCOS um, diagnosis. That I'm, Hopefully she's been diagnosed 
by her doctor already. If not, I would recommend that she goes to a doctor and gets properly diagnosed because um, pain in the ovary, I can't imagine that that's a good thing. So um, I would definitely recommend that she has that looked, you know, looked into further by a, by a doctor. Absolutely. All right. I'm on three pens for glucose and my numbers are not going down. Spent time in the hospital in March and prescribed prednisone and antibiotics. The doctors explain this? Sorry, Jack, I don't understand what your question is exactly. Um, but that doesn't sound good. Oh, great, Libby, thank you for that. The Signs and Symptoms book. Tendency to need sunglasses is the adrenals. Of course it is. So there's your answer. Thanks for looking that up, Louie. In terms of the glucose pens, are you, are, are you referring to, Jack is hopefully following up to that question, but are you referring to insulin shots? I'm curious, what do you mean by pens? On three pens. And Kevin says, prednisone is notorious for raising blood sugar and can even cause diabetes. Ooh, gonna have to add that to my notes because I'm always looking for, for to add different things in terms of what could be potentially raising blood sugar. I love going over medications and seeing what they're at, you know, uh, what other symptoms are causing. And that's an interesting one for sure. Jack says the drugs are what is causing the elevated sugar. Well, great. If you know that, are you working with your doctor to, um, to hopefully come off the drugs or at least the ones that aren't working if they're causing more issues than not. Uh, that's what I would recommend, Jack. I would recommend that you sit down with your doctor, go over all your medications. And, you know, I, I work with a lot of people and I see that they're on say three blood, you know, blood sugar regulating medications or three different um, cholesterol pills or whatnot. I'm wondering, if one of them's not working and three of them are not working, maybe we should circle up with a doctor and ask the questions, you know, instead of adding to the cocktail of drugs, why not go over each drug and ensure that they're actually doing what they're intended to do? If you're going to be on drugs, I would absolutely work with your doctor to make sure that your drugs are, are doing what they're supposed to be doing in your, in your body. And if, the drugs are causing elevated sugar, then that sounds like a problem to me. I would work with your doctor to see if it's worth your elevated blood sugar because I would assume it's not. So I highly recommend working, working with your doctor. You say that you've tried, have you tried working with a different doctor? Because sometimes if you're asking your doctor questions that you don't like the answer to, my next recommendation is gonna be that you work with a different doctor. And if you can't find a doctor that you like, then I can send you a link to finding 
a functional, you know, medicine doctor. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and post the link here. And I'm hoping that you can at least find a functional medicine doctor to help you with these issues. So here's the link. And luckily, a lot of functional medicine doctors these days are willing to work um, work with you. Oh, wait. I don't think it posted. But a lot of them are willing to work out of the office, so on Zoom or on a phone and whatnot. So here's the link to finding a practitioner who can help you. You know, like I said, if you're if you have questions and you're about medications and you're sitting there with your doctor and you're asking these questions and your doctor isn't answering the questions the way that that you hope that he would be addressing them then i would venture to say that that doctor is probably not seeing eye to eye with you and you're looking for someone who can help you from a more functional perspective and if that's the case then then seek out a functional medicine doctor and, you know, I find that a lot of people are working with doctors that they don't really like. Um, so, so make a change. There are plenty of doctors out there that you can find that you will like. You know, I'm not going to say that they're everywhere, but like I said, I think a lot of them will work with you, you know, um, even if it's not in their office, a lot of them take Zoom calls or phone calls and they're willing to work with you, especially since the pandemic outside of the office. So I would, uh, I would try that. Jack says he's working with many doctors, which is the problem. Yeah, I guess, I guess I would work to simplify that. Absolutely. Well, guys, that was a good 30 minutes of Q and A. I'm wondering if, we should go ahead and take this back up next week on another Q&A. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. For those who are not taking advantage of the discovery calls, I highly recommend that you do. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. I can pretty much promise you you're not going to regret it. If anything, you're just going to come away with some more insight into different things that you can do to help you feel better. Um, but I don't think you're going to regret the discovery call. It's only 10 minutes, virtually pain-free. Uh, if you get through the first two minutes and you decide that it's too overwhelming, then we can stop there. But at least give it a try. All right, guys, take care for now. Um, and come next week with some more good questions for us. We look forward to this and be sure to listen to last week's episode and this week's episode of After Hours so you can hear about digestion and digestive dysfunction. All right. Take care for now. Bye, guys.